This week on Double-Edged Sword, Cutting to the Heart of a Deceptive Culture, Father David Michael talks about his vocation story. What led him to become a missionary priest? How is life in America different from life in India? Well, let's find out. Father David is being interviewed by Divine Mercy Radio's on-air host, Kelly Roper. Now, we want to talk with Father David Michael, and he we're going to talk about his vocation story. So by way of introduction, Father David Michael is from an order called the Heralds of Good News, whose charism is to train and supply zealous and saintly priests wherever there is a need in the universal church, especially due to the shortage of local vocations. Father David came to the Salina Diocese in October 2015 and has served as pastor of Our Lady of Perpetual Help in Goodland and Holy Ghost Church in Sharon Springs before coming to Hayes last July to serve as parochial vicar at Immaculate Heart of Mary in Hayes. Welcome. We are so glad that you are here. So, so glad that you are here. So tell us a little bit, you know, about yourself. As soon as you start talking, our listeners are going to know you're, you're not from Hayes, Kansas. So, yes, so, definitely. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, how you, you came to hear the call to the priesthood, how you ended up here um, sitting across from me on Catholic radio as a priest. You know, it doesn't get any better than that, right? Yes. Catholic radio as a priest, that's awesome. So yes. so let's hear a little bit about you. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, first of all, I would like to thank sincerely Divine Mercy Radio for giving me this opportunity to share my vocation story on the air. It is my first experience so I may make mistakes. <laughs> uh, I am a little bit nervous, but still, uh, I can share. It's uh, when I reflect about my own vocation story. That is something interesting. Yes. Maybe people may like to hear what is all about myself. Once again, as I as you have introduced about me, I would like to say I am Father David Michael, belonging to an order called Heralds of Good News. I joined the seminary in the year 2000 and became priest on April 24th, 2010. Uh, yesterday was my anniversary. So congratulations! Yes, thank you. How many years? Uh, 13 years. Wow! One three. Wow! So That's awesome. I have been uh, priest for 13 years. I was ordained with the assistant of my companions. So we are still remaining as a priest. So I went to up to uh, fifth grade. We have a small school in our village. It's a Catholic school, uh, but government aided. So all the salaries will be paid by uh, governments, but still it is a Catholic school. I studied there up to fifth grade. Uh, then uh, to go to sixth grade in a Catholic school, we need to get through the entrance examination. So my te- <laughs> teacher uh, took me to the different uh, places. I passed the examination, uh, got uh, first class, but due to financial constraints, I did not go to Catholic school. And uh, my dad took me to uh, public school where my life was changed. Uh, I was two days while up to uh, fifth grade but after that, I lost my interest in studies. 
So in, in India, we have to get through the every examination, especially 10th grade or 12th grade or college yeah. to get your certificate. Now, if I fail in 10th grade, so I have to repeat the year. So, so it happened to me. I failed in 10th grade, then I have to repeat the year uh, to go to 12th grade. So while I was in senior in high school, I was worried if I could fail in English, would I go to seminary or not? So that was a kind of a, a, a thing was going on while in high school. Uh, but there is something uh, I remember now, my second grade teacher, he was my inspiration. Mm. He highly influenced in my life. Uh, my parents, uh, they did not know about the vocation to the priesthood. Uh, of course, they are religious person. They, my mother is, goes to church, but they do not know about the priesthood. It's uh, my second grade teacher. His name is uh, Lourdes Raj. Uh, Lourdes, Lourdes, it's uh, Our Lady of Lourdes, named after that. He is a very strict person, but uh, he was my inspiration. He talked to me while I was in 10th grade. Uh, I failed that I have to repeat the year. Then he talked about the priesthood. And so whenever he used to ask me, do you want to go to seminary? I used to say yes. When the, my peer group companions, hi, are you going to seminary? Are you happy to go? Oh, no. A kind of uh, to want to avoid from their marking, they would mark. So why do you want to go to seminary like this? So to avoid that, I always hid from them from my companion, uh, my friends, my peer group. But uh, my teacher used to ask me, do you like to go to seminary? Yeah. Okay, I would pray, I would uh, say it like that. Then uh, what happened uh, while I was in uh, high school, he talked to my pastor that I was interested in going to seminary. Yeah. So then uh, my pastor sent me, I asked, uh, I would like to be a diocesan priest. So there is a, another problem that I did not study in a boarding school. So the pastor told me that I would not be fit to be in a diocesan seminary. Therefore, he gave me to the one of the religious orders. We have to go to the vocation camp. Uh -huh. There we have to stay in the camp for a week. Yeah. Uh, uh, there they will talk about the priesthood, how the seminary life. Then if you like, you can come back. They will select whoever will be whoever will be the fit person for the uh, occasion to the priesthood. So I was selected, but they had to get the scores. Like in high school, we have to have 1,200 marks. Out of 1,200, they expected me 800. Some marks we call it in India, yeah. but I did not score up to their expectations. Yeah. So meantime, one. He was a deacon, so he, he came and talked about the heralds of good news. Yeah. So the, through him, we, I came to know heralds of good news. Which is, which is the order that, that you yeah, now are a part yeah, of. Yeah, a yeah. part of yeah. it. Uh, we were three of us uh, went to the vocation, and we, became, we came to the heralds of good news and ordained together. So we three of us uh, in the seminary and now as a priest. So... I realized after many years when I, after ordination, 
I thought it is, was my second grade teacher yeah. who took initiative. I felt like uh, the call of God through my second grade teacher. He took me to the pastor and he f- kept following me until yeah. I joined the seminary, even after becoming a priest. So that's why I always indebted to him for yeah. how, I don't know, wh- what made him to uh, find something in me. But uh, I see the work of God through my second grade teacher. Then I joined the seminary in the year 2000. Okay. So then, as I said, I became priest uh, 2010. Uh, I will explain when the... A little more detail about seminary life. Uh, After my ordination, uh, I was appointed as associate pastor at Odi Shrine in the Archdiocese of uh, Madras, Mylapur, my uh, state uh, is India. Uh, Afterwards, I did master's in philosophy for two years. I really love uh, philosophy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was uh, specializing in hermeneutical philosophy, is interpretations. So my master's thesis was, is there understanding in multiculturalism? Oh, uh, Fusion of horizon in multiculturalism. Okay. Uh, So based on uh, (coughs) Indian cultures, I took this concept. to the listeners, I would like to explain what is the fusion of horizon. What does it mean, horizon? Uh, a philosophical understanding of horizon would mean to look at the visual uh, of art and try to interpret it. That was the philosophical in earlier. In German thoughts, uh, uh, horizon would uh, give new meaning to human understanding. For uh, examples, uh, I come here to give talk to the Divine Mercy Radio, but I have never gave before. Some kind of uh, I had understanding. I heard, I talked about others. I have some kind of idea, idea to come and give my talk on the air. But when I come and give my talk, we both talk each other, we get a new meaning. Mm-hmm. So that is called a fusion of horizon, fusing. Nobody is out of uh, history. We are a historical person. We are born on, uh, on the earth and live. Everything is connected to the history. So we approach the text or person or an event not with an empty-minded, some kind of historical background. So when you fuse together, we get a new meaning. It's mm-hmm. a new understanding. So I did uh, master's in philosophy. I ra- really love it. I hope one day I would do my doctorate in philosophy. So that is uh, my goal. Uh, while I was in the seminary, after my after completion of uh, uh, my master's in philosophy, I was appointed to teach in the seminary. So I was uh, teaching hermeneutical philosophy as well as Indian philosophy. Yeah. While I was in the seminary, my superior asked me if uh, I was interested in going to the USA. Oh, I said yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so I would, So that happened to be I am here. Yeah. So I came to the United States um, uh, in the year 2015, as you introduced me. Uh, I was in Colby. 
for eight months. Then I went to Beloit Mankato. From there, I went to uh, Goodland and Sharon Springs. Then I came to Immaculate Heart of Mary Parish, Hayes. I'm here. I'm happy to be in Hayes. Nice. Uh, yeah, we are missionary priests, as you have introduced to me, that we is, are sent to to different countries. Yeah. So uh, we will do the work of God, and wherever uh, needs are there, so we would be sent. We are here for the period of uh, 10 years. Yeah. So I have to go back once I finish my term. Okay. And I don't know where I will be. Then wherever the superior send us, we go. Yeah. Is there a way that it can be extended? Is it a possibility that it'll, because that's just a couple years away. So yeah. is it a possibility that that time will be extended or is it pretty set? Ten it, years it's done? A, a set. The, uh -huh. it, once you finish the 10 years, then we have to go back. Then we can come back if the superior like to send us. So got it. Yeah, that yeah, we have contract with the diocese. Yeah. So we go over one hundred priests, more than one hundred priests working in different uh, dioceses in the United States. So is that kind of the the charism of, of yeah. your order is yeah. the missionary yes. aspect going to, to other lands? Yeah, other lands we are yeah. missionaries. We are trained that way in the seminary be missionaries. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Go yeah. to the different uh, we are I am here. There are some in Springfield Diocese, then uh, Colorado. Yeah. So like that, we are spread. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it so cool that I mean, you can come from India and immediately be able to celebrate Mass here because it yes, is Mass it, is the same. It's the same. It's the same. It, it shows that you know it really illustrates the fact that we are one true church. Yes. You know yes. that church founded by Jesus yes. Christ. How awesome is that? Yes. Language is different, but Mass is the same. Yeah. Maybe culture a little bit we may add in to the Mass, but. Yeah. Uh, everything remains the same. Yeah, yeah. So next question is, you know, you talked a little bit, you know, about second grade and things like that. I don't remember you telling us a whole lot about, like, your home life and, and how it was, you know, in, in your home and, and really, you know, was the, the vocation to the priesthood yeah, nat yeah. nurtured in your home? Give us a little bit of family background. Uh, I would like to explain a little more the seminary life. Oh, then sure. I come to then the we'll come to that. Uh, Great. Yeah. Great. We have Heralds of Good News, we means Heralds of Good News has uh, his own seminaries. We have several seminaries for our formation. Uh, uh, for minor seminaries, major seminaries, uh, uh, those are an institute of uh, philosophy and theology. Uh, minor seminary is in the for the period of two years. I joined the seminary 2000, then I stayed there. So uh, we have to learn English. Uh, that was a hard thing for us. Uh, we had one subject, uh, English, but I did not know how to speak in English. Yeah. So I went to language medium. We have two kinds of schools in India, language medium and uh, English medium. Okay. Those who go to English medium, they can speak English well. Those who go to language medium, we can't speak. At least for examination's sake, we try to memorize something and try to write exam and get through the examination. So uh, we have to learn in the seminary. So if I speak my mother tongue, we used to get the punishment. Yeah. That is, the we have to wear coconut shell, uh, shell on our neck. Uh, okay. So we have to go prayer for meal, everything we got, not prayer, for other work, we have to go 
so that we can learn English. Why I want to say this that we need to learn English because we have too many languages in the seminary. So English becomes a link language or medium of communication to everyone. So everything is taught in the seminary. So it was hard for me, but we need to pick up English, then that helps us. So seminary life is busy. Oh, we have to rise at 5.30, uh, uh, then go to bed 10.30. We have prayers, mm -hmm. we have classes. Uh, then beside this, we need to have work for manual labor every day, and our manual labor and our uh, games. So that would uh, help us to be fit. And we, our seminary focused on five stages of uh, formation, physical, spiritual, intellectual and human formation. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that uh, that's what I like to say before I go to my family background. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. We're talking with, with Father David Michael, talking about uh, his vocation story. So we'll let you continue yeah. with that. I grew up in a remote and a tiny village. Why I say village? A village and the towns are different. In the village, we don't get anything. So we have to go to town for shopping, uh -huh. uh, buying our groceries. It is uh, eight miles back and forth. So we have a bus. Uh, we have to wait for bus. It comes according to the timings. So mm -hmm. it has a different times. So we go there and uh, get, uh, get our groceries. So I am a fourth generation Catholic. Wow. So uh, my parish church is a uh, 300 years old church. It has been uh, more than 300 years. So my folks are still living on the farming. I was born and raised on a small farm. Uh, they are two acres of land. Um, uh, but land and uh, houses are different. We live one place, maybe uh, half mile distance is, is our farm. Uh, they raise, my folks raise uh, rice, uh, peanuts and the millets, uh, they do it everything by hand. Mm -hmm. uh, those days we used to plow the land with the accent. Uh, I used to do, I used to help my dad, especially plowing the land and uh, uh, harvesting the rice. We need to do the thrashing, uh, winnowing, all kinds of with the uh, hand. Now, last October I went home for vacation, my parents, they harvested peanuts. So I did not help them. They did not expect help from ah, me. <laughs> ah. uh, you get out of that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just went to the field and I sat with them. We got to remove by hands and everything do it by hand. But we don't have machines we, because we don't have land to use the machines. We need to take a short break right now, but don't change that dial. The vocation story of Father David Michael will be right back. We're back on Double-Edged Sword, cutting to the heart of a deceptive culture on Divine Mercy Radio. The vocation story of Father David Michael. Father David Michael. Kelly Roper conducts the interview. Uh, I have two brothers and three sisters, so including 
me, we are six of us. Uh, I am the fifth one in my family. I have 13 nieces and nephews. Oh, wow. Uh, one of my nephews is in the seminary. Nice. So he will be probably priest after 10 to 12 years. Uh, he joined the seminary after 10th grade. On May 13, uh, next month, uh, my aunt's grandson, that is my dad's uh, sister's grandson, is going to be ordained priest. Uh, my cousin's sister's son also is in the seminary. Uh, we have some kind of connection to the religious life. Yeah. Uh, so, so is that the same, the, the, the herald of good news, or is it? They went to different orders. They okay. did not follow me. So okay. I gave them freedom. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Uh, Is, isn't it wonderful how God has different calls, you know, yeah, the same call, priesthood, yeah, yes. but different paths. Yes. Uh, my dad studied up to third grade. My, never, my mother never went to school, uh, but she is a very religious person and very strict. Yeah. So those days, she did not allow me to talk to girls. That is yeah. a forbidden those days. Yeah, yeah. Very strict. Now also, she is very strict. When I go home, you should not talk there. You should not talk there. Yeah. So uh, my church bell goes uh, off at 5 a.m. every morning. So my mother goes to church at time and uh, does uh, her prayer and comes home and begins her work. Yeah. So while growing up in my village, we had mass once a month. Uh, other Sundays, we had only prayer service. Uh, because my parish church, I am coming from substation, uh, mission parish. There are too many parishes, one priest, so they, he could not give Mass for every Sunday, but uh, only once in a month. So it was the first time I went to the daily Mass after joining seminary. Uh, adults do not read in the church. They do not serve as electors in a, wherever, especially where I come from, village because they do not know how to read. Um, so only the kids go to school. They used to serve as lectors for Sunday Mass and other prayer service. My mother often asked me, go and read in the church. But I feared people. I never read in the church before mm. going to the seminary. Mm. So I started reading in the seminary. I was always scared of people. Mm -hmm. A kind of a shy and a timid person. Um, I was not an altar server, to be frank, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, because I always scared of uh, facing people or feared. Mm -hmm. uh, even when people stand for the entrance team, I get into the church that time very the, because of uh, the sacristan would call me to read in the church. I was always scared of facing people. But now after. Uh, being in the seminary, I came out of uh, such a fear or that kind of uh, in inferiority complex. How would people uh, uh, consider me or they are better than me? Such, such a thoughts were uh, disturbed me. But in the seminary, I came out of that habit. Uh, but what an amazing call from God. Uh, I always uh, grateful to God. I enjoy my priestly life. There is an interesting story. Uh, we have a, a scarcity of water in my village. So we used to go to the lakes those days, 
carrying parts, uh, fill the parts and uh, carry on our heads and uh, bring home. Uh, 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 and we use those water for our daily usage. Yeah. And uh, while I was in a senior, junior in high school, then we got water to our village. So they open once in a month, uh, uh, an hour a day. So they open the water, we fill the pots and everything. Then we keep it for that day, for shower, for washing clothes, or for food, everything. Uh, we have so many pots. If the water doesn't come next day, so we have to, whatever way, we have to use those, those uh, pots only. Then on Sundays, the, my village people go to church at the 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. Then they open the tank. Then people come and uh, catch the, fill their pots for their usage. Now, it's a good that we have at least water, not walking a mile or a half mile to carry water yeah. <laughs> in our pots. That, that's, yeah that, yeah, that would be a hard job. That would be a very difficult job. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so what are some of the other ways? I mean, water, obviously, not being able to just turn on the tap, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and uh, get water. What are some of the other major differences that, that you encountered when you came to the United States? And yeah. were they surprises to you or did you, yeah, did you yeah, expect them? Yeah, my surprise was uh, water. Yeah. We get a 24 into 7 water here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, in, in India we did not have, especially what I, from speaking from my village perspective, yeah. we did not have 24 into 7. We got to wait for an hour. Some days it did not come. So we got to walk other days. And there are so many different different ways, you know, different life from here to India. Uh, we call here land of uh, abundance and freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, first time I saw a big farm. Yeah. So uh, such a huge farm. In my village, everyone wants a land. Yeah. Two or three or five, ten. Yeah. Uh, if it's, uh, if a man, if whoever is having f 10 acres of land is a big farmer. Yeah. So that was a big difference for me. And we don't have house like, uh, especially my village perspective, we don't have rooms for everyone, for beds for everyone mm -hmm. in the family. Okay. When I go home, I sleep on the mat. Okay. So I sleep beside my mother. Yeah. We have kind of a, a hall uh, where we sleep. Yeah. It's, uh, we don't have any bedroom or uh, yes, <laughs> separate beds, but mm -hmm. we sleep on the mat. That is a, a, a difference I see here. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is one thing. Then uh, it's also even children are taught at the early stage to be independent person. I see here in India, uh, parents do so much. Even they have to choose a school, college, job, and even getting married, those people, that's a parents who choose yeah. uh, bride or uh, uh, girl or boy for their uh, sons or daughters. This is the parents' duty. Um, uh, there is also major surprise. I see that everyone has a car here. Yeah. First time I am here using car. I did not have a license before. So yeah. after coming here, I got to learn a li a li driving and get license. Every one of other Indian priests would do the same. Um, while I go for vacation, I travel a lot by bus and the trains.
Yeah. That is a major transportation in India. Mm-hmm. Uh, train and bus, it is, uh, I don't know how's life. It's uh, uh, last, uh, lo- when I went in October, I visited my relatives in another state, so I traveled by train. Yeah. Get into the train nighttime, lie down somewhere, get, get to the railway station. And it's uh, amazing how life is uh, here, different and uh, so much there. Uh, Uh, and another thing I always think, microwave. I never <laughs> used a microwave yeah. before. Uh, I did not know uh, cooking before. Yeah. So we had always cook. We lived in a community life. Yeah. We had to cook. So after coming here, I have to learn cooking. Yeah. So I used to call my mom, uh, write, a, write in a note, take her a recipes. Yeah. Uh, now I don't do. I learn cooking. Now if I want to do some new recipes i watch youtube <laughs> yeah and do the different uh, varieties of cooking so uh, i find there are so many ways uh, different life uh, different from india to here yeah yeah i i would imagine that it's just got to be huge coming from from a home that doesn't have running water yeah to coming here with all the excess right yes. you know not only do we have water but so much excess yeah so you know you're describing kind of a very simple life i'm wondering then if it because it is such a simple life if it's easier maybe to hear the call and to pray and and to really you know what was what was the spiritual aspect were you able to go to daily mass what kinds of things were you able to do in india um and i ask that because i see so often here in america i just think there's so much distraction you know the the saying is you know there's no shortage of of calls to the priesthood there's only a shortage of those that hear the call you know and that that act on it so so i'm just wondering if if that more simpler lifestyle um is more promoting of of a vocation to the priesthood do you think it's easier or harder to hear the call in india or in the united states Uh, it's uh, easy from any place Uh uh, but uh, it has one has to recognize. I said, uh, the teacher, my second grade teacher, yes. highly influenced me. Yes. He was following me. That is uh, one way. Of course, my parents also, they prayed. It is also the family yeah. talks to the kids. Why don't they consider? So uh, it is a family taking initiative. That also yeah. helps uh, to consider a decent uh, vocation to the priesthood. Um, uh, as you said, it was amazing to see Mass in India, here or Italy, everywhere same Mass, yeah. the body and the blood of Christ. Yeah, yeah that is why it's, language is not a barrier. Yeah. So uh, that is why I feel that is a family and also kind of a teacher and other uh, persons who can play a greater role yeah. to the life of uh, kids so that they can... Uh, discern and recognize their call to become priests or religious life, maybe uh, religious brothers or sisters. Yes, yes. Uh, that would be a nice thing. We have to pray more. Yeah. To, we also have 
kind of uh, decline occasion in India, even my order. Yeah. We were 300 seminarians once upon a time, but it has gone down. So uh, we need to pray. <laughs> that should be the thing that God will provide for us. Yes, yes. All right, so was there anything else, um, Father, that you'd like to, to share with us about, you know, the difference in between India and, and America? Yeah. Uh, India is called a land of uh, diversities. We have language, different languages, religions, food, and the cultures. Uh, there are 22 official languages. Wow. I come from southern part of uh, India. Yeah. We have four states that speak four different languages. So uh, when I came here beginning, uh, I, it, it was difficult for me to understand the American accent. Yeah. So we learned uh, in yeah. the seminary English that kind of uh, closer to British. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was uh, hard for me. So I need to, I was working on to get into American accent. Yeah. But of course, I'm not speaking like an American uh, because my language war dominates. Yeah. Uh, whenever I speak English, all my language presence is there. Yeah. So I know a few other languages. Uh, Indian languages. Yeah. So we went to, I went to different uh, seminaries so there we need to learn local languages because we go to the villages and uh, visit the people. I like all the foods uh, here except uh, 1% or 2% milk does not fit does my fit. Okay. But l later I learned, I learned to buy uh, whole milk. Yeah. So I don't drink refrigerator milk. I boil and I drink it. Okay, okay. <laughs> I make tea every day. So milk tea and spices like uh, ginger root and a cardamom. Yeah. So I do cook uh, Indian uh, spicy food. Yeah. Uh, but I eat here the food. I do not have any uh, difficulties. Mm. So... Uh, there are some difficulties uh, we had in the beginning, uh, but now uh, it's not much. I'm happy and doing more work here. I want to keep going because we only have just about nine more minutes. I want to move down the list a little bit and see if you can give us some advice or inspiration to somebody who's discerning the priesthood. What would you say to them? Uh, before I give a piece of advice or inspiration, uh, while I was in the seminary, yeah. I, I had some difficulties. So I was thinking, should I get rid of this life? Should I get out of the seminary and go back to life? Yeah. Uh, but I talked to my companion and uh, my spiritual director. Uh, remember the words of uh, uh, Jesus, uh, Luke Gospel, chapter 9, verse 62. Mm. Uh, no one who sets yeah hand to the plow and looks back to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of mm. God. I like this concept because I I used to plow the land. Mm. When you uh, put your hand on a plow, so if you turn back, the line will be crooked. Mm. Sometimes it will hurt the accent, so it will not be you you useful for the next time when you. Uh, uh, plow the land so uh, so also the life life in the seminary sometimes there will be difficulties yeah. there will be anxiety to go back to the world 
yeah. what is offering for us. Yeah. But this quote, it reminds us, yeah. it is a great reminder. When you put a hand on a plow, looks back, what was uh, left behind is uh, fit for the kingdom of God. I uh, remember these words. Not everyone who goes to seminary will become a priest. Yeah. No, uh, we cannot uh, take for granted. But one who designing uh, should take it a risk, a reasonable risk. Yeah. Take it is a challenge. It's other uh, as we have so many vocations, vocation to the priesthood, religious life, married life. This is a beautiful thing, vocation to yes. the priesthood. Yes. Uh, that uh, I feel that call of God, uh, I become an instrumental bringing Christ to people. Yes. So that is what uh, I would say. This quote. Yes. Uh, it would be the. Yes. I don't know how much it would uh, inspire the. Young guys who are in the seminary, um, but this is what I felt when yeah. I wanted to leave the seminary. I did not share with anybody. It was going within myself. Yes. Uh, kind of uh, trouble. There was yeah. another company also disturbed me. So let us go, go, go. Yeah. It's a kind of a disturbance I had. But yeah. I, my spiritual director guided me very well. Yeah. And I am praised now. I'm grateful to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's to be expected, right? Because yeah. the evil one doesn't want to have good and holy priests. <laughs> They're going to plant some some of those kind of thoughts in there, right? Yeah. 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 And God bless your spiritual director who, yeah. who helped you really yeah. to, to yeah. guide you. Yes, definitely. It was a, his a guidance. Uh, yeah. Helped me a lot yeah. to continue my seminary life, become priest. I am here in Hayes, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> ultimate of all, ultimate sitting on Catholic radio, Divine yeah, Mercy Radio. Go. Doesn't get any better than that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good. So, so good. Well, um, so we want to make sure that, that we give you time to, to share kind of final thoughts, advice, inspiration, whatever whatever you would like to do, because we are running out yeah. of time. We only have about six minutes left. Talking with Father David Michael, what else would you like to share with us, and then we'll get your blessing. Yeah, uh, I love being praised, okay? Yeah. Uh, that's uh, I really enjoy my ministry, especially uh, bringing Christ to people. Yes. Uh, besides Mass, uh, I like to sit at the confessional, uh, visit homebound and the hospitals. Yeah. But of course, we have homebound ministries. We have people to take care, but I go to the hospital, visit people. Yeah. Uh, I really in, uh, uh, like everything connected to the priesthood. It's an uh -huh. uh, amazing vocation. I am uh, grateful to God for calling me to the priesthood and uh, serve Him in His vineyard. Yes. Uh, there is one thing I want to mention is. Uh, I have the habit of uh, uh, writing uh, poems and uh, articles. Ah, ah. Recently, I'm working on uh, Indian church history, kind of small article, yeah. where how Indian church history started, how the church had grown up. St. Thomas Apostle went yeah. to uh, India around 52 AD. Yeah. So he spread the uh, gospel there. Uh, he established seven churches there. Yeah. So from Apostle time until uh, arrival of uh, Saint Francis Xavier, so we have only two uh, missionaries went to India. Yeah. So how the Saint Francis Xavier went throughout the coastal area, spread the Catholic, and then we have 
French and uh, Dutch. Then we have uh, Portuguese missionaries. Yeah. Then the, then Britishers also came to India. So yeah. Christianity in India has been closer to 2,000 years. Yeah. But our percentage, uh, it's only stands for three, below 3% yeah. of the Catholics, uh, Christians. Among them, maybe 95% are Catholics. Yeah. But I am thinking, what, what went wrong? Yeah. Christianity has been in India for over 2,000 years. Yeah. St. Thomas brought, but still, uh, I'm thinking r right about that. Yeah. So what is the work? What are the problems that we face? Mm -hmm. uh, the church, what is the problem here or throughout the world? How the church is uh, facing problems? Yeah. And another thing, I also write poems. I wrote a poem about the pro-life. Uh, Pro-life that talks about a seed, a tiny seed. I was mm. comparing seed to life. Wow. That is a uh, pro-life. Our seed puts in the ground, yeah. comes to life, and it germinates to also life. So that I have uh, written a poem about a, a tiny seed. So these are the habits I try to do out of my <laughs> work, yeah. being a uh, priest, associate priest at uh, Immaculate Heart of Mary Parish. Beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful. Next time you'll have to bring some of your poems and share them with us. It's but not. It, it's not like a poems. What I feel I try to write. Yeah. 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 But uh, beautiful, really nice. Well, we would like to get your blessing if you would. Yeah. I'll kneel down for that. It'll yeah. go through to all of us here as well as out through the airwaves. Yeah. And I want to say a huge, huge thank you to you for for being with us here today. We've been talking with Father David Michael and a priest, a wonderful priest with the the Order of the Herald of Good News. Here sharing with us about about his priesthood and his obvious joy for that. So thank you, Father, thank you. for being thank here. You. All right, and we'll uh, we'll get your blessing out through the to here and out through the airwaves. Lord of loving Master, we thank you for your blessings. Thank you for Catholic Radio, as it reaches to as many people as listening to your message through Catholic Radio. Bless everyone. Uh, bless our Divine Mercy Radio. Uh, help us with the monetary help so that they can continue to proclaim. Uh, your message to the people on the air. Uh, bless all those who are working in this radio station and bless all those uh, donate to this cause. Lord, we thank you. Uh, continue to recognize your providence in our work. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you and, and with, with your spirit. spirit. May Almighty God bless you, Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank God you. bless you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for tuning in to Double-Edged Sword, cutting to the heart of a deceptive culture. If you're a business or service that can underwrite this Double-Edged Sword show, Please know that your underwriting spot can run three times during the show, which runs five times a week. The cost for all five stations is a mere $250 per month. Interested? Call 785-621-4110. You're listening to the Network of Stations of Divine Mercy Radio. If today you hear his voice, harden not your heart.